Hey fam, I am Eilina and this podcast is all about life. All the things we go through in life from friendship, relationships, parenthood, spirituality, you name it, I'm going to talk about it. This is about living, having the hard conversations, the easy ones, and even the annoying ones, and all the ones in between. I'm here to help you see life in new ways, to have a few laughs and share in my joyful conversations with my guests and with you. It is all about a fullness to life and humanhood and doing the best we all can along the way. We are all living life and here's how I'm doing it. Hey fam, thank you so much for being on this show with me today. I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest. His name is Alan Christian. He is a life coach specifically helping men with their self-esteem and confidence. And the reason why I invited Alan onto the show is because first off, I've had a lot of requests to have men on the show. And I know that the first few episodes that we had on was a lot of women and talking about women um, issues or interests. And I thought that Alan was such a great person to have on because he has so much insight on the other side of the world. Um, He is located in Australia, but not only is he across the world, but he also um, validates specific ideas around um, the difference between how women do things, which would be from my perspective, and then how men how men do things, specifically in the area of um, emotions and feelings, and um, a little bit of ego stuff is kind of what gets brought up and mentioned. And I think this conversation is so important, specifically to the men that are listening to my show, but also to the women that are listening, because you can hear, um, you can hear the different side of, of the way that we think. I know for me specifically, there are times when I get into relationships with men or even my friendships with men and inside my brain, I almost think that everyone is thinking the same way that I do. And Alan really brings that fresh perspective in to really shed the light that not everybody is thinking the same way. Men look at things so differently and there's all several different types of reasons why that is. And I just love how he really dives super deep into men and their emotions and why that is and how more men can really start to share in their emotions if they aren't already um, because when you find that vulnerable place for both men and women, then you're able to have deeper connection. And I think that this conversation really shares a whole lot of information on that. So here is Alan for you guys. Hey, hey everyone listening. Uh, my name's Alan Christian. Christian's my middle name. My last name's Dalitz. Um, I just prefer, you know, Alan Christian. I just feel like it's got a, a smoother, smoother tone to it, if you like. Um, I, as you mentioned, I'm in uh, the Gold Coast, uh, Queensland, Australia, and yeah, 30 years old. 
and been on a quite a significant journey in relation to personal development, personal growth, and, you know, really tapping into why I'm here on this earth. Um, and I guess that perfectly segues into what I do, which is helping men specifically to dive deep into their self-esteem and confidence and, and live the life that they truly want to live for themselves um, in the sense of the quality of their life and how they're showing up, like how they express themselves and being okay when they're not okay and just a lot of things like that. So I love it. And, you know, timing wise, this could not have come any better because I'm right now today, we just posted the seventh episode of the podcast. And earlier this week, I got a lot of questions and requests about whether I was ever going to have any men on my show. (laughs) And so timing wise, it just so happens that I had a lot of women on the show, but I definitely had plans to have men on the show like you, Um, you, as I was kind of putting the podcast together, um, you were actually one of the top first people I really wanted to ask to come be a guest on the show, just because of a lot of the things that you share specifically on your Facebook. Um, And so I really want to kind of dive into this because today we're going to be talking about men and their feelings. And I grew up in um, an Asian culture. So I have, um, I'm in a Filipino household and it always seems as as I've grown up that the men in my family and the men that have surrounded me, um, it's really, really rare for men to share their feelings and um, especially when they're vulnerable. Mm. So why do you think there's a stigma behind men not sharing their feelings the way that women so often do? Yeah, I think uh, what we don't know is what we don't know. And I think what I'm trying to say there is uh, potentially a lack of support or a lack of other men that are also doing the same because it's completely normal. Like it's a completely normal thing to want to express exactly what we're feeling uh, and to have that met with space i think that for a long time along my journey i didn't feel like i had that space nor did i feel like i had people around me that understood genuinely what i was saying like there's a difference between saying something and then saying something and feeling as though it's not being met with exactly uh what i'm actually saying if that makes sense and almost like a feeling of Mm -hmm. um being uh being misunderstood with what i actually meant so i think that support is huge i think that when it comes to the vulnerability side of it there's so much to do with what we feel is truthful and honest for ourselves. And that's, that's to be honored. If we're dishonoring that part of ourselves, then we're, we're essentially causing ourselves pain. Um, and, and the suffering that can come from that can be an extended period of time. And, and that's where I, I really chose to step into this work because it's, it's, it's really what's turned everything around for me in the sense of really leading from my heart, really leading from my truth and, and, and being able to be in a place where, I'm actually in tune with it and listening to it day in, day out. And I think that's, that's a big thing because that'll, that'll bubble up so many, so many uh, insecurities or limiting beliefs or stories about who we think we are. And when we have that realization that we're, 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 we're only, we only think we, we're, we only think we are who we think we are is essentially what I'm trying to say. When we can override mm-hmm. that and realize in that moment that we have conscious choice, that's a game changer. So <laughs> yeah, I I love that. You know, you sh- you said so much there that I kind of want to unpack a little bit because I know from the men that have been in my life, um, you know, like my father and my grandfather, it's almost like this cultural 
identity of a norm that is kind of out there and it's almost like at least I'm not going to speak on all for all men but I know that the men that have been in my life it almost seems as though they're trying to equate who they are based off what society is telling them and then they kind of bottle everything up Mm. and um do you think that a part of the reason why men are not sharing their feelings and not being vulnerable, do you think that society plays a part in that? And if it does, like how big of a part do you think it plays? Yeah, look, I think it plays a part as much as the individual believes it plays a part. Like that's the society's always going to be there and that's okay. I think it's more so having that individual truly ask himself, how happy am I? Like how, how content am I with who I am? Like, do I feel okay? Like a question that I would always, or sorry, like a statement that always that would always come my way is like, Alan, just be yourself. And the interesting thing was like, I didn't, mm. I just didn't understand what that meant. And so that's where I needed to go on my own journey and really understand who I was and what I stand for and what my values are and what integrity means to me and what my truth means to me. So I think that like to be able to understand what the catalyst is or what the, the tipping point is for someone actually realizing firstly that they are bottling things up i think that's a really beautiful step because then they they start having the awareness and they start gaining that curiosity in their mind that says hang on a minute maybe it doesn't need to be this way you know Mm -hmm. right yeah that's so perfect it kind of it's a perfect segue into my next question for you because one of the things that you do on social media that really stands out for me someone that follows you that kind of makes you stand out in comparison to a lot of the other people that I'm following and I'm connected with is how open you are with your followers and how honest and sincere you are about who you are and what you're trying to achieve. What gives you that confidence to share in your own vulnerable experiences? Great question. And thank you for the words. I really appreciate that. Um, So for me, what I genuinely believe is when I've truly overcome something, when I've truly embodied something, once I've truly understood something and I've comprehended it and, and being able to reach a place within myself to accept and therefore let go of things that were and forgive myself for all that was because I was doing the best that I could, that's when I reach a place and a space within myself where I'm able to then share it with other people. And that's that's the, I believe, such a huge part of life. And to have that optimistic nature and to have that curiosity that says hmm why is this showing up in my reality again and again or why is this similar pattern showing up in my relationship or why is it showing up in my financial situation or with my with my mom or my dad or whoever what is it about me how am I creating this sort of reality and that's that was such a tough pill for me to swallow realizing that I was creating it and that's where it goes into the science of the mind and how we're processing information and how much of our reality is actually unconscious due to past conditioning our imprint phase of life our socialization our modeling phase and it's like when we can deconstruct that unpack it and ultimately reach the the decision (laughs) that may have been made at one point in time consciously or unconsciously it's a very humbling moment because then we re-empower ourselves and we reclaim more of who we are um, and, and we're able to be guided by the truth and, and our heart, which is ultimately why I believe we're here is to you know tap into that and really impact this world in such a beautiful and influential way. Yeah, I love that. I think 
you know, um, I think it's time goes on and the more I'm connecting with all different types of people, men and women, I'm starting to see a little bit of a shift of more men, men such as yourself kind of opening up and allowing themselves to be more vulnerable, especially, um, I hate to kind of compare, but I'm going to do a little bit of it where generationally, it seems like the generation before us was not making that shift. Mm. Not um, There was a lack of awareness um, generationally because it almost didn't feel like it was okay. Yeah. And now I feel like men are starting to feel like they're okay. It's it's okay to be this way. There's a little bit more of acceptance yep. around Definitely. it. Yeah. That's that's amazing. And so why do you think it is so important for more men to be connected with their emotions as, you know, this is really in line with what you're doing and the work that you're you're doing right now. Um I think that the message that you share regarding men and their you know, connecting with their emotions and, and creating that awareness. It's so huge. And, and that is something that I feel like more men need to hear of. So why do you think it's so Great important? Great question again. And thank you. <laughs> um, relationships. Yeah. <laughs> all, this is all, this is all a relationship orientated game. Not only the relationship we have with ourselves, but the relationship we have with other human beings, the relationship we have with things like devices like phones laptops screens anything of that nature the relationship that we have with nature um i believe there's so much in that that's a you know that's a that's a three-hour conversation just on in and of itself but the, the, dy the <laughs> right. dynamic yes yeah i agree the dynamic of um the perceptionary or how we're viewing that relationship ultimately i believe is suggesting of something that we may or may not be taking responsibility and ownership within ourselves, And that is a decision. We get to make a choice and whatever choice we decide to make, we are either in cause or effect to that very choice. And I think that, um, that's, that is part of why I speak what I speak because it is, it's, it's the, uh, the authenticity, the honesty, the, um, the depth in, in the message I feel is, is what really helps people associate emotionally as to why they would do anything. You know, you wouldn't do anything if you didn't feel like there was an emotion associated. Um, and I think also not being ignorant to the fact that, yeah, I experience negative emotions and I experience positive emotions, how I perceive that. Um, and this is where I, I really do um, treat social media with respect in the sense of not just showing certain parts of who I am and just doing my best with that and navigating through that because who I am on a screen on say Facebook or Instagram isn't actually who I am. It's like, it's a, it's a very, very small percentage of who I am. And I think that that's, that's the constant reminder that we continually need with platforms of that nature, because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really ensuring that authenticity and integrity is, is kept at an extremely high standard. Yeah. Okay. So I really want to unpack this real quick because there's two things that you said that were huge. And one that I really align really well with you on is social media and um, our identity with it. Because I think ever since I have been a part of social media, 
um, I have said to so many people like social media and what I post on there is not really who I am. I'm not being mm. fake either, but it's just this one tiny little piece. Like you get to see like this tiny little fraction of my day of whatever photo it is that I'm sharing, but you don't really get to see mm. behind the scenes of, you know, where that photo came from or where, you know, where that post is kind of matriculating from. And I think that that is so huge for people to really wrap their minds around because there's so much comparison happening when it comes to social media, not just between men or not just between women comparing themselves to other women, but I'm sure it happens with men as well. And that comparison can really bog you down mentally. I know it can bog me down. I know other people that it bogs them down. What do you think, Alan, is, you know, what do you kind of think about that whole idea of, you know, comparison and social media and kind of how do you yeah, handle that? So having discipline around when I am and when I'm not on social media, period, because it's like I, I have, again, conscious choice yeah. around whether I open the device and spend five minutes on there or spend three hours on there. And as you know, like social media feeds are, yeah, I, I will, uh, I will accept that they are addictive in the sense of they're, they're just constant. There's, there's like this never ending loop of newsfeed and photos and people that are doing amazing things and they're having such a fantastic time. But like you said, that is the smallest percentage of what is actually like to actually capture the realness and the essence and the emotion of what you truly experience in that moment, I feel would take um, uh, quite a large amount of work to portray that across a digital platform to then have it received on the other end with exactly how you meant, if that makes sense. So I think that discipline mm -hmm. is yes. a huge part yes. of that and realizing that when we choose to, where we're going down we're just going down a different road you know and we can we can choose otherwise if we if mm -hmm. we if we see fit yes i totally agree with that and that it goes perfectly with you know the other part that i really wanted to unpack with you is devices and technology and what they're doing to connection with people because you know one of the things that i've noticed you know i'm single and I've been single for a while, I've kind of noticed, so last time I was like really in a long relationship, I want to say it was six years ago, but I was just six or seven years ago and I was in a 10-year relationship. So it was like back in high school and before Facebook, before, you know, Instagram, before all of that. And connection seems so much easier than, mm. than it is now because you're almost forced to go out and connect with people real life because you have to. And now with everything else, you know, with, you know, these digital aspects like um, online yep. dating and Facebook and Instagram, it, to me, it almost seems like it yep. cheapens it a little bit. And it, it almost um, gives people that like, that hard mm. way out almost like so you you know you just kind of slide yes. into somebody's dm and send them a quick message without feeling like you're being rejected yep. right away so you're almost eliminating that whole part what do you oh think God. about I all have of so that much to say about this <laughs> um this is, this is a very <laughs> big, like a big topic and i firstly want to say i 100 percent align with what you're talking about i like to avoid 
the aspects of humility that comes with a brand new experience is um, removing us from being able to truly embody internal strength and resilience. And that, you know, when, so when you mentioned like um, avoid getting rejected and, 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 you know, Oh, there's another one just around the corner and, and that kind of mentality, I feel, yeah, it does cheapen the experience. And I feel like the quality of, connection is vastly less than if you were to organically meet someone uh, at a cafe or to genuinely strike up a conversation through a common interest or something of that nature. I feel like this is where a lot of excuses may come into the equation. Oh, Alan, I don't have time. Oh, Alan, like it's too hard to meet anybody. Oh, Alan, uh, this is where the stories might come up about like all the good men are gone or all the, all the good women are gone. It's like, yes, that is a story and that is a belief. And so we can choose that sort of reality or we can choose a different reality that is suggestive of I'm going to show up every single day, regardless of how challenging it is and how much it may seem as though there is um, no light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to continue choosing the fundamental quality of faith because I'm always on the way. And even though I may get um, gaslighted or ghosted or, or whatever the current situation is, always keeping the global vision higher than your current circumstances because the moment that we give into the current circumstances we're essentially choosing that pain and suffering versus continually being on the way and realizing that everything is is molding and shaping us into ultimately um our greater version our better version our our higher version if that makes sense so um yeah yeah yeah, I love that. I, I think it's so great that we both align on this. And I'm sure that there's so many other people that can really relate to this because I know for me specifically connecting, especially with COVID, really connecting with people can be really difficult. And I know that that um, has been challenging for so many people. I think for me, particularly, my advice to any of my listeners that are looking for connection, especially during COVID right now, um, is really kind of leaning into yourself and figuring out who you are, which is something that I've done in the past few months that has really allowed me to connect and kind of open up into more of who I am, which is allowing me to connect with mm. people like you, Alan, and so many other people that I've had on the show. Whereas before I felt like I would make up all these excuses where, oh, I don't want to connect with these people because it's too much work or it's too exhausting. And now because I've aligned with who I am as a person, I understand the importance of the connections that I'm making despite the situation. It's no longer an excuse because you can still make the connections if the mm. connection is really what you want. 100%. I love that. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So my last question to you, Alan, is what advice can you share with men who are currently listening right now um, who are looking to connect and share their emotions authentically, but aren't really sure how to do it or yeah, where to I would start. say start with admitting that you're lost because without that admittance, there's always going to be this avoidance strategy. There's always going to be this slight denial in the back of your mind that is suggestive of not fully leaning into. We're either leaning in or leaning out. If we're not fully leaning into something, then there's going to be... Um, a part of our foot that's still on the uh, on the shores and 
until we make that leap, we take that leap 100%, not 95%, like 100% all in, uh, there's always going to be this residual effect that's going on because we haven't fully invested, we haven't fully committed, we haven't fully dedicated, we haven't fully sacrificed uh, the discomfort for a much greater good, if that makes sense. So uh, firstly, coming to terms with the admittance, accepting what is, realizing that you've always done and always will do the best that you can in any given moment because that's part of the human condition, I believe, is always be doing the, the best that we can, regardless of how it may look to other people. That's completely irrelevant in this in this context. It's about where we are staying in our own current lane, not comparing to others. And, and the contrast of that is purely listening to what is right for you in this moment, this very moment, not in 10 minutes, not when the mind starts going to the future and starts creating that sort of reality. What is the version of yourself right now, the truth of yourself suggesting and speaking and potentially screaming out to you in this moment for potentially a period of time and to lean into that, to connect into the courage, to reclaim who you are, to honor that courage and to take action on that. The first step is always going to be the most challenging thing. However, what it takes for that individual to take that first step, whatever that looks like, if that means they need to um, have a deep conversation with one of their parents, if that means they need to listen to some really inspiring music, if that means they need to journal for 10 minutes to really understand why they're about to do what they're doing, whatever that looks like for that individual, I would highly recommend that because once that first step has been taken, the next step will appear and then they're going to start gaining some momentum. So when that momentum starts coming to the equation, then consistency becomes more um, at ease as well. And that's where we start getting to the flow of where our journey is truly trying to take us. So. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. One of the things you said, Alan, was, you know, the first step being acceptance. And as you were kind of talking to me, when I hear acceptance, I think what stops a lot of people before they can even get into acceptance is a mm. little bit of ego. And, you know, um, and I think anybody can kind of relate to ego when it kind of gets in the way. Do you have any advice for anybody that might be kind of struggling with that ego before they yeah, even totally. get to uh, accept it? It's a great it. question. It's a very common answer that I'll give. Uh, think about the contrast. Like, what is it costing you to continue going down the same road? You know, like if we're continually going down the same road, we've got to ask ourselves, are we being honest with ourselves? Or are we potentially lying to ourselves and denying what we truly want within ourselves due to holding on to something? And the holding on to something is usually a thought process or an illusion based off of something that may have happened in the past. So to go back and heal those parts of ourselves is what I feel will loosen the grip to where we're actually able to uh, reach that place of acceptance. So yeah, asking us like, what is it truly costing us to continue going down this avenue? If I start if I start uh, blowing up the macro version of my life, I continue to stay to take this path and walk down this path. Where is it leading me? Is it leading me in a good direction or is it leading me towards more of who I am? Or is it leading me straight off a cliff? That's where we just need to be honest with ourselves. That's where we need to get real with ourselves. That's where we need to just be so crystal clear about the things that we truly want in our life and just being able to truly accept that humility and forgive ourselves for the times where we may not have had that awareness because that in and of itself is being able to truly be humble with oneself in, in, in the decisions that we've made, because we're, I believe that the decisions that we're making 
whether they be conscious or unconscious at the time, they're all shaping us to where we are going now. And yes, I understand that we've all got cards that we've been dealt. We've all got different situations that are happening in different environments and all these sorts of things. And we still have conscious choice. So yeah, I'll, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. I, you know, I think that's such great advice. You, you really give, give great advice. And I think truly what really sets you apart again is that you share for real life experiences, which connect people back to the advice that you're giving. And I think that that is truly something exceptional about you as a speaker um, and especially for the work that you are doing. Thank so you. thank you so much for doing that. Now, if anybody wanted to follow you, find you, connect yeah, with course. you, where uh, can people Facebook, find if you? if you type in Alan Christian and then Instagram, if you type in Coach Alan Christian, they should come up. And uh, yeah, feel free to go through my content, you know, leave a comment if something resonates with you. And yeah, I would love to connect and, and you know, have conversation. That's what this is all about. And um, yeah, hopefully see you over there. I love it. Well, thank you so, so much, Alan, for being on the show. It was such a pleasure talking to you about all of this. I know I've taken away a lot of great things as thank well. So thank you so, thank so you much. for listening. And yeah, speak soon. Bye. Take care. Hey, fam. I hope you got so much out of that episode. I know I did. It was so eye-opening for me. It always is whenever I talk to Alan. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, if you have any comments or anything that you would like to share with us, please feel free to send me a message. You can visit me on my website, which is eileenac.com and send me a message through there. Let me know what you thought. I would love to hear from you. Today's reminder is to make connection with somebody and not just through social media, not just through a text message. I encourage all of you guys to pick up the phone and call a friend or get on a Zoom with a family member that you haven't talked to in a long time. It's in these conversations when we can hear each other's voices and see each other's faces where we're able to really build a solid foundation for a good connection with those that mean something to us. I know that times are really challenging. I know that we can't always just go and visit our family or go and visit our friends right now, but definitely picking up the phone and having a really great conversation about how things are doing, how how everything is going for you during the pandemic, especially with those that you haven't connected with in a while, it will start a new conversation of a new connection that you've had with people. A lot of times I've heard so many people say how they're struggling through this pandemic and you're not alone. I'm definitely struggling myself. But what I have found is that when I connect with people on a regular basis through FaceTiming, through phone calls, I'm able to feel that connection once again. So I encourage all of you guys to start doing that. Start doing you know, start reaching out to people, especially those you haven't heard from. A lot of times the people that are really quiet are the ones that may be struggling the most. So I hope that you got a lot out of this episode. If you did, like I said, hit me up, send me a message, hit me up on Facebook, give me a phone call. All of my information is on my website. So I would love to hear from all of you. Thank you again for being on this show. I will see you next time. Bye.